Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 Climb better, faster. The magic bullet. What's the magic bullet? I get this question all the time. All the time. Mostly from beginners and climbers who can't seem to break out of the plateau they hit after doing what they always do is stopped working. So how do you improve faster? There's a simple answer. You don't. That is, not unless you make some drastic changes and stop doing what you're doing, which essentially boils down to caring about climbing better. Just this week I was asked, how do I climb harder problems? My answer, I'm not the most understanding to dumb questions when I'm training, was stop trying to climb hard problems. After the mix of embarrassment hurt and wow, this guy's an ass faded from his face, I offered one more bit of advice. Spend your time in here learning how to climb. Climb the easier problems perfectly, all of them. After that, the next level will come easy. Of course, he went right back to flailing on the first moves of every hard problem in sight. My advice, of course, was specific to his situation. If you're a beginner, or if you're even relatively new and have been climbing less than two years or still don't regularly climb V4 or 511, and by regularly I mean that you do it consistently, sending two V4s in the gym this month doesn't constitute consistently, then there really is a simple answer. You need mileage, lots of it. Learn as many movements as you can. Stop spending all your time only trying to climb the hard problems in the gym. But that's an art in itself, so we'll save that for another time. For those of you who are climbing 512 or 513 and have been at the same spot for several years, there really is a magic bullet. A year ago, I would have told you that constant self-reevaluation was the bullet. I'd have been wrong. It's one thing to know that you're weak in an area, but it's another to work on it, to really work on it. Most of us evaluate ourselves regularly. We know we suck at slopers, so we gravitate toward crimps. Or we know we suck at steep, dynamic climbing, so we spend our time climbing tiny holds on a barely overhanging wall. We write detailed training plans and then do whatever we feel like in the gym. We spend entire gym sessions telling everyone who will listen that we've decided to start working on focus and time management. Good job continuing to suck at something. The hard part is letting go of the ego involved and forcing yourself to work on those weaknesses. You might even have to do it in front of people. You may, God forbid, have to fall off of something beneath you. However, if you do it and do it right, you'll enjoy a bit of the same growth you used to see every session. Simple, right? Well, not exactly. Beware the simple path, for there are hidden dangers. Don't go too hard. There's a better time and way to learn these new skills. Learning new skills while under extreme stress isn't the way to go. If you're climbing V6 crimp ladders but can't do a V2 compression problem, don't just throw yourself at a V6 sloper line. You'll teach your body even more bad habits by flailing all over. I'm sure I've used this analogy before because I love it. Professional baseball players don't always take batting practice with full speed pitching. 
The speed is reduced so that they can focus on the mechanics of the stance, the swing, and the follow-through. Start off working on your weaknesses on easy problems, where you can focus on really learning the techniques and subtleties involved. Don't quit too soon. Once you've successfully used a new technique, don't just assume you've mastered it and move on. You still suck at it. It takes thousands of repetitions to make a movement become automatic, and maybe more still to be able to see when to apply that new skill instead of the other hundreds of options. Keep at it. Forever. Don't go too long. Eventually, your weakness can become your strength. It happened to me with local endurance, and it took way too long for me to realize it. I love being the endurance monster in the gym, even though my power was pitiful. Be looking for it and switch it up before it happens. Constantly reevaluate. Don't exclude your strengths. No training plan that focuses only on one aspect of your sport is a balanced one. Spend time every session working on your weaknesses, but also spend time improving your strengths. There's no hard and fast ratio of strength to weakness that you should employ. Rather, you should feel it out for yourself. If you're having fun working on your weaknesses, do a little more. If your outdoor project is more like your strengths, do a little more of that. Ignore the voices. When you're in the middle of your training and a group of guys is projecting something you've dialed in, ignore the desire to crush it casually in front of them. It isn't doing you any good, and it isn't doing them any good. Chances are, you were one of those guys, or still are. This climbing thing isn't easy. If it were, it wouldn't be any fun. Frankly, part of the fun lies in the complexity of this beautiful sport. That complexity isn't easily solved, and there are far more facets than you can initially see. It can get overwhelming. Might as well start learning them now. You've uh, you've been getting outside lately. That's exciting. Yeah, I. Um, it's a. You have to kind of remind yourself that you do know how to climb when you go out there because yeah. it feels so different and hard. Mm-hmm. But um, I. I'm immediately smitten with it. It's super fun and creates a whole new host of challenges. I don't know. It's like falling in love with climbing all over again. <laughs> totally. That's so cool. I love I love watching your posts. Oh, thanks. Because, you know, we we see especially during COVID, you know, like, you know, during the beginning of the pandemic, we got to see so much of people climbing on home walls or gyms or training yep. and things like that and then seeing you going outside for the first times mm-hmm. it's really cool to watch it start to transition and watch your confidence change out there yep you know it's so funny fun. i actually i feel less fearful of falling outdoors for some reason hmm. i think because i i can i'm just more in the moment out there it just feels yeah. more raw and um I'm just able to stay present in what I'm doing. Whereas in the gym, it's kind of easier to get distracted and a little more like, are people watching me or, you know, things like that. So, Right. There's definitely that emotional part of it in the gym where, you know, other people are watching because Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you know, you're, they're sitting right across from you climbing and they've seen you trying it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely that part of it. Yeah. Um, Before we dive into the chapter... Yeah. Can you tell people who you are? Sure. Uh, my name is Jen Boma. I'm 41 years old. I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
I've cool city been, to be in. It's very cool. Uh, I love it so much. Um, I have been climbing for a little over four years now and still feel like a total noob, but <laughs> figuring it out and doing the best I can, having a lot of fun doing it. And you chose this magic bullet chapter and I was actually yeah. pretty excited that you did <laughs> um, because, you know, having kind of come into contact with you through our proven plans and through Instagram. I really appreciated and admired the the time and dedication you put into those things and put into actually really trying to learn climbing yeah. instead of instead of just oh this is just exercise I'm doing or you know you really dug into it. Yep. And I think um I think for the first couple of years, um, just getting stronger and just climbing and having a lot of fun really got me far and to a certain point, um, unfortunately plateaued very quickly, <laughs> but As most um, of us do. Yeah. Well, I came from a very strong athlete background, you know, 20 years mm -hmm. of bike racing and I was at the point in bike racing where I could just do the conditioning and the strength training and endurance right. training. Um, because I had already built the strong foundation and, and of fundamentals. Mm -hmm. So then I started climbing and I don't know if I thought I would just naturally have those fundamentals there in place. So <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I kind of forgot that it's a stepping stone process that you, you have to build the fundamentals first, really learn the sport and learn your body and how it, um, become masterful in the movement needed to be successful in climbing before you develop strength for doing ridiculous stuff. So. Yeah. Well, I didn't know you had raced for 20 years. I think that's very cool. And it, it really does highlight this idea that, you know, even though we're, we might be athletes, we might have yeah. an athletic background or even a musical background or whatever. And we've learned how to do a thing really well. And we know that it took, you know, all this time to learn it. We can forget that. Yep, absolutely. It's very easy to forget. It just becomes our second nature and we try to do a new thing and we're like, well, oh, this is stupid. I can't do this very well. <laughs> yeah. Know? Why am I not immediately good at this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was there something particular about this chapter when you first read it or this essay that kind of resonated with you? Yeah. Um. I think uh, I think right when you bust out in the beginning, uh, when you uh, have your anecdote, where you have the person asking, how can I climb harder problems? Mm -hmm. And your answer is to stop trying to climb harder problems, um, to just really focus on, on the skills that you have and expanding those. Um, I think the reason it resonated with me was, uh, you know, a lot of times we see the climb kids in the gym and my own stepdaughter was on the climb team mm. and you know we started climbing at the same time and here I went out and tried to do you know a million pull-ups and develop my strength because I thought that was going to be my magic bullet right was, I was just going to get stronger and all of a sudden the hard climbs were just going to feel easier and I was going to mm -hmm. be able to do them and then here's this kiddo who can't even do a single pull-up <laughs> out climbing the crap out of me you know yeah, <laughs> like just yeah. just a monster on the wall crushing these hard routes and it really just dawned on me at that point that 
you know, I'm out here trying to do this hard stuff just with brute strength. And, you know, here's this, this kid who's gliding up the wall with grace and precision and just a sense of her body because she knows how to climb. Right. And this light bulb went off in my head, you know, three years into climbing at this point. Wow. I need to learn how to climb. (laughs) So that's why this chapter resonated with me. Yeah. Well, it's very cool that the light bulb did go off. Yeah. You know, because I I've seen a lot of people who, you know, who have asked me this question, who would come to me in the gym and say, oh, hey, how do I get past this plateau I'm on? You know, mm-hmm. and I made a policy of when I gave advice in the gym, I would I would give this brief, you know, pointed advice and then I would watch. And if that person didn't even try to follow the advice, I would never give advice again. Mm-hmm. You know, if they came to me again, I would say, I, I told you the last time. You know, and I was a, a little bit of a jerk about it, um, <laughs> but I just didn't have time to yeah. or energy to constantly be coaching everybody who came to me. And I would see a lot of people who I would give this advice to and then they would go right back to exactly what they were doing. And then they would come to me the next day I was in the gym. Hey, how do I do this? You know, and I'm like. Or what you told me isn't working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think it's. I think it's admirable and speaks to, you know, your dedication and deeper thinking of it um, and just deeper kind of uh, communing with it, so to speak, that that the light bulb did go off for you mm-hmm. relatively quickly upon seeing that, you know, yeah. the, the physical strength is is an easy answer. Yep. And and something you're good at, I take mm-hmm. from, you know, watching <laughs> the Instagram and you know, and you enjoy that kind of movement, that kind of strength-based climbing, you know, so it would be really easy to get trapped there. Right. And it was. And for a long time, I was really happy there until sure. suddenly I wasn't. I, I wanted to do these really cool climbs and start going outdoors um, mm-hmm. and just doing things that commanded uh, more in- intention and, and a different type of focus on climbing than I was currently taking. So it was cool to, um, you know, I started doing the power company climbing, uh, Boulder Better program, mm-hmm. and it was cool how you folks busted me back down to the fundamentals and just focusing on movement, working on things that I don't naturally gravitate towards, practicing different grips and um, body positioning. What, really, for me, it translated into evaluating why a climb seemed harder or why it seemed easier and just kind of doing some personal reflection after, after the fact and going back and trying those moves. It didn't matter what the grade was on the boulder, right? Just going back and trying the move on that V2 that for some reason is shutting me down. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is that move shutting me down? Like what part of the mechanics don't I understand and how can I learn those mechanics? Yeah. You know, one of the most important drills, in my opinion, in the Boulder Better plan is the perfect repeat. You know, the time that you spend really trying to master this this Boulder that you've done. And uh, and that's what this chapter speaks a lot to, you know, is stop trying the hardest thing that you want to do. Go back to those easier things and make them perfect. You know, we. It, there's there's value in scrapping up something, 
you know, mm -hmm. really going to battle with it and getting to the top and, you know, just barely. There's so much value in that. But then there's also a ton of value, both both physically, techni technically, and emotionally in being able to eventually go back to something that you had yeah. to battle for and being able to do it with grace and style and feel yeah. like, oh, I could do that over and over and over and I wouldn't get tired, you know? Yeah, I agree. The perfect repeats was a, an excellent um, exercise in that. And also the contrast climbing, you know, going back to the things mm, that mm -hmm. did come a little easier right. and maybe trying a different approach to it and mm -hmm. learning a different um, style going up the wall instead of always swinging out and cutting feet and being you know, beautiful for the camera on Instagram. But Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's interesting that you call it beautiful too, you know. Mm -hmm. There there are a lot of people who really identify with the more sloth style of the mm -hmm. that contrast warm up, the sloth monkeys, who would say, Oh, if I'm climbing like a monkey, I'm not as beautiful as when I'm climbing <laughs> like a sloth and really precise, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for me, that's when the real switch came because I was a sloth climber, you yeah. know, 100%. And when I learned to put value and and feel like, oh, this can be pretty, this can be nice, this can be graceful to jump and swing around, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to just be this like burly, you know, overpowering. Right. And once I learned that, then I could embrace both styles. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. agree. <laughs> so cool. So for your outdoor climbing, what are your like, what have you been going through out there? Because you're relatively new to outdoor climbing. Is this right? Yep, it is. Um, simply because I uh, just haven't done it uh, sure. yet. And, sure. and this year I just made the commitment that, you know, I was going to get outside and go climbing. And there's um, a granite boulder that's just a glacial, like the glaciers pushed it into this field. Yep, yep. Uh, glacial erratic. Yeah, yeah. Um, about 30 minutes outside of the Twin Cities, so it's not too far. Cool. The approach is super easy. There's no excuse not to go mm -hmm. and and try it. So um, I've just been really motivated to get out there, and um, I don't know. There's just something primal about it there's just something that makes sense to me about yeah, it um yeah. it, it's wonderful being outside and being with friends and the whole community aspect of it just seems really tight mm -hmm. um i love it it's, it's just a lot of fun um probably some of the newer experiences that i'm having out there with touching actual rock as opposed to pulling on plastic is the feel of the rock itself like just the very visceral yeah. experience of it yeah. Um, coming home all bloody and bruised <laughs> and with a big <laughs> smile on my face and cockleburrs stuck to my socks. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, practicing things that you don't always get to practice in the gym. In my gym, there aren't any top out boulders. Right. So really honing that mantle up and over and commitment uh, to getting on top of the boulder mm -hmm. is, is a new skill that, that I'm learning out there. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. What gym do you climb at in Minneapolis? Um, I climb at Vertical Endeavors. Uh, okay. there, are few, there are a few of their gyms. They have ropes gyms and they have a bouldering gym. And I primarily spend my time at the bouldering gym. Awesome. Yeah. They've been around a long time up there. Yeah. yeah. yeah very they have one cool. of the best spray walls out there at the St. Paul facility. Oh, man. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I climbed on that spray wall um, with my friends, Peter and Katie, last time I was in Minneapolis. Um, Minneapolis has some of the best spray walls in the country. So yeah, you're, you're very a- lucky in that regard. Um, <laughs> and I love spray walls. I, I just think they're wonderful. Yeah, I, I love that you've taken to them too, you know, because they they require a little more in-depth you know, examination than mm-hmm. the normal climbing set in the gym does, you know. Yep. And that's not to say that the, the climbing sets in the gym aren't valuable because right, right. the setters are really good at teaching you new things, you know. Um, but for you to have to figure it all out for yourself and come up with how you're linking moves together is so interesting on a spray wall. So I I love seeing you get excited about it. (laughs) Pretty stoked about it. Yeah. And I love that, you know, the holds on spray walls are usually pretty grimy and older Mm -hmm. and require a lot more focus and tension to stay on. They're just great tools to have if you have access to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One thing I wanted to say about outdoor climbing that I think is really interesting for you in particular is because you had this, you know, kind of a uh, more dynamic um, monkey sort of a style when you climb and you and you really put a lot of value on that and you love that climbing outdoors, especially on this boulder that you're climbing on. I've seen some of the videos. It's going to reward the other more precise slower, more controlled style, you know? So, so being able to switch from, this is what I love in the gym to, I'm going to find these things about it outside that I love, even though it's not my preferred style, I don't get to monkey through this steep wall, you know, that's really admirable, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's, um, I, it's just a true testament to the, you know, magic bullet chapter itself, by just talking about attacking some of the things that you maybe don't always gravitate towards yeah. and not neglecting your strengths. You right, know, you want, right. you want to have fun and, and develop even stronger strengths, but, mm-hmm. you know, doing some of the more ticky tacky, crimpy stuff and, um, that developing that sloth style climbing, uh, along with my more monkey style has done wonders for me out there and like you said it's a a boulder that kind of showcases a lot of what would could be called my anti-style but i'm having a blast on it yeah um it's a good time yeah so cool one of the last things in the the magic bullet chapter is the don't go too long prompt Mm -hmm. which is you know work on work on what's your weakness but recognize when you're when it's starting to become your strength and other things are becoming your weakness, you know, and and I think you're in a situation that that part could be really valuable eventually for you because the, you know, the a lot of the boulders around Minnesota, you know, that are within driving distance for you are going to really reward that sloth sort of a precision and Mm -hmm. And really trusting your feet and standing on your feet instead of exploding off of them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and because of the way you approach climbing, I would be willing to bet that it doesn't take long before that starts to become a strength for you. And that in turn will just, you know, out of necessity, you'll, you'll come into the gym and you'll find yourself weighting your feet more. Maybe it's a little harder to pull the trigger on these big dynamic moves and you'll have to kind of reverse, you know, what you're focused on. And it's just such an interesting multifaceted sport. And I think we have to constantly 
reevaluate where we stand in it, you know? Yep. I agree. I I have seen a lot of your um, posts about the inductors, the little foot chips yeah. that you folks are doing now. And I've been telling the, casually telling the root setters at, at the gym <laughs> how cool they are. And, <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be cool if we had more routes with those tiny little foot chips on them? <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that. They're made in Minnesota. They're made in Minneapolis yeah. through escape climbing. So yeah. Yeah. Escape's really rad. Yeah, um, they are. They're, they're a great crew of folks over there. And, you know, so your setters can just drive down the road and pick up some. Yeah. But, you know, we don't always get those opportunities in the gym to practice on mm-hmm. those tiny, crappy feet. And yeah. and it's it's fun to be explosive and dynamic in so the gym much. because that's what they set there, you know, because that's what people want to climb. Mm-hmm. But, um, but also having a good spray wall solves that problem because then you can, you know, set your own climb and set exactly. tiny little foot chips here and there. And we're lucky to have both here in the Twin Cities. So <laughs> Yeah. And if you're getting outside enough, you know, uh, places like Devil's Lake aren't terribly far away. And, yep. you know, Devil's Lake has the worst feet in the history of footholds. <laughs> um, so, so you'll definitely get better at using bad feet if you're getting out yeah. to those kind of areas often, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so cool. <laughs> well, Jen, I, I thank so much for doing this this is it's you know it's the one year anniversary of the hard truth the kind of the official release of it and it's it's been such a fun thing for me to watch people and hear from people who these essays have you know spoken to in one way or another and it took a little bit for me to say okay i'm gonna put these things out in book form because because often they'll contradict each other, you know, we're all at different places in this journey. And I wanted to speak to people in a lot of the different places in this journey. So I'm glad this essay spoke to you and thanks so much for doing this. It's been really fun to see your face and I'm looking forward to watching your outdoor journey now that you've started it. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, kind of, well, like you called it, the hard truth. It's nothing, you know, revolutionary that you're telling yeah, anybody exactly. in this book, but it's it's all stuff that we need to hear and uh, kind of do some reflection upon if we want to be better climbers. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, there were at least five times when I was reading all of the essays and recording them, where I stopped and went, "Shit, I I've needed to hear this for the past few months." <laughs> You know? so, yeah. so good so it, it'll definitely be something that i i revisit from time to time because there are a lot of gold nuggets in there so thank you so much awesome tomorrow training wheels how to climb harder than the other noobs we don't tweet we scream like eagles this time, 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 this
Jesus.